Native Americans in Hawaii. A lot of people don't think about that. Right. The, 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 I think the only thing people think about it and not a people, well, Iroquois Point, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, do you have any background or do you have any knowledge of how Native Americans, or, or what, what was, there, was there a relationship with Native Hawaiians? How did it all start? Uh, you know, that's a great question. Um, since I moved here in 2017, uh-huh. uh, I've, I've interacted uh, with Native Americans that have lived here on the island or, you know, are half Hawaiian, mm-hmm. half Native American, mm-hmm. um, invite, you know, uh, over time I've heard different uh-huh. stories. One story that I heard was um, that there were several Native Hawaiians that went to work on the railroad on the West Coast, wow. especially in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one family I know, that's a story they shared with me. Um, and so then they, while the, the men were there, um, they met some Native American ladies and, you know, began and a relationship and a go. family. <laughs> yeah. As and, natives do. And, right, right, exactly. Uh, you seek each other out, uh-huh. you know, something familiar. Um, and so it, actually it was, a, it was an elder lady. We went to Mary Monarch uh-huh. in, um, in 2018. Uh-huh. And I brought my mother over from Arizona to experience that with me, and it was just the two of us. And she sat um, right next to this Native Hawaiian lady that goes every year, and uh-huh. she was making um, lei uh-huh. and you know uh-huh. wristlets the whole time the um, that it was going on. And she's the one that shared that family uh-huh. story that when it was time for her um, grandfather to come back, he didn't want to leave his Native American wife, so he brought her, brought her over. over. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I've heard kind of similar stories like that, um, you know, and then, of course, the whole military, you mm-hmm. know, experience when they go to other lands, you know, same thing um, with Native American men. When they've traveled to foreign lands, you know, they, they met and married uh, women from that area, so... That's what I understand. Native American. So if you're joining us, uh, I'm humbled to sit with uh, Dr. Lene Lawrence, uh, Native American. So we're talking Native American culture, uh, of course, in Hawaii as well. So before we continue on, as we are cultured people, so according to the CDC, this is now how I have to <laughs> present a lay to you. So mahalo for being here. Mahalo for taking time. Um, where? So where did you grow up? Where... Uh, on the continent did you grow up? So um, my father was in the Air Force, uh-huh. and so um, I have five brothers, and so we basically were Air Force brats. The, mm-hmm. um, I'm towards the end of the line, um, and so my older brother spent 18 years as an Air Force brat. I spent about seven years as wow. an Air Force, uh, seven, maybe 10, 10 years as an Air Force brat. And my father was stationed in Guam at the time. Um, And so when he retired, we moved back to my mother's Mm -hmm. reservation in Arizona, the Hopi reservation, my mother's Hopi. And my father is a Cinnaboyne or Nakota from Montana, one of the Northern Plains people. And so um, we spent most of our years growing up in Arizona. um, And my father would take us back to Montana on summers, you know, we'd always go back to his home, which was in, which is in Lodgepole, mm-hmm. Montana, and so we grew up uh, knowing both cultures that way. What it's always interesting to me. So, tribes-wise, in on the continent of America, how many are there? It, it, I've heard fifty-three. I've heard 
Hundreds. How many? How many roughly are there? So the last number <clears throat> I heard, excuse me, was five five hundred and seventy four. Wow. Yeah, and then there's there's also tribes or nations, native uh-huh. nations that are recognized within the state. So I know that there's oh, a right. lot of them back on the East Coast mm. that are recognized by the state, but not federally recognized. So, That's weird. Yeah, there's 574 federally recognized Native nations, but you know, there's more than that that are, are unrecognized. Is there a reason for that? <clears throat> but it just the federal government's like, yeah. yeah, we recognize them, and the state's like, no, we don't. Yeah. It, you know, um, I, I know that one of the most recently federally recognized, they're, they're very well recognized by the other their neighbors Mm. you know their neighbor nations native nations and you know we've known about them forever you know they they carry on their cultural Mm. ways but because back in the day their leader did not sign a treaty with the federal government they Uh, were unrecognized for all those years and so they can trace their lineage back to you know a lot of mm -hmm. the federally recognized native nations but they, you know, never went to full federal recognition. And so then afterwards, they really had to fight hard to get that recognition. And that's a tribe, um, that's a, a tribe that's in Montana. Wow. So, so when you grew up, so Arizona, and, and when you would go to your grandfather's, was it a big difference? Did, did within, you, you go to another, where'd you go, Montana? Mm-hmm. Now, the people in Montana, did they look at you guys from Arizona and be like, you, you guys? Because they were, they were always a warring nation, right? It's kind of like, yeah. you know, how in old Hawaii, different islands were different nations and different right. chiefs, and they just didn't like each other. Right. Uh, we're sitting with Dr. Lene Lawrence right now. We're talking Native American uh, culture and history. Uh, that's prevalent in Hawaii. Yeah. So that's funny, and I laugh because... Um, you know, if, if you think about the Northern Plains tribes, they're very tall. Um, and if you know anything about the Hopi nation, we're very small. And so, you know, my mother being Hopi, she's maybe five foot. And my father, he didn't take after, you know, a lot of his relatives. He's, you know, he wasn't quite six foot. But I'm five five, and so for a Hopi that's tall, for a Nakota that's short. So hold that thought. I want to get right into the differences in, in tribes and nations right here in Culturized. Bringing you what matters. Viewers can receive the Star Advertiser digital full access subscription for just nine ninety five per month. Go to StarAdvertiser.com and click on subscribe. Use the code A High Thing. Aloha Termite and Pest Control, your local and leading pest and termite control solution in the state. Always providing you superior service with Aloha. Now, physically, we're talking Native Americans. So Hopis are smaller. smaller. Yep. Yep. And I I always wonder, besides the physicality now, so now, did you go to the summers to Montana or was it the winters? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking to myself, who wants to go? Yeah, uh, well, actually, yeah, we would go in the summertime, you know, uh-huh. when we were out of school and my father could throw us all, you know, my father and mother could throw us all in the car and we'd travel up to Montana. And getting away from Arizona in the summers even Yeah, just, just to go up and, you know, make sure that we knew our relatives up there and everything. And and did they did they see you guys differently? Did they treat you differently? What? How was it? So I was, you know, I... I didn't notice as much as my brother did, but uh-huh. there was a time that my father 
decided he wanted to move back home mm-hmm. to to the Fort Belknap uh-huh. Reservation. And so we did move back home uh, when I was in junior high and my brother was older. And of course, you know, coming, you know, from, Right. We were we were just different, you know. Uh-huh. We were raised in basically in the Air Force, right. you know, and then well, so and even the Hopi that tribe, part, right, uh-huh. right. Um, so we, so he he ran into a bit of trouble, you mm. know, because the girls liked him, and you know, and the guys didn't like <laughs> it, you know. Oh, no. For me, I didn't notice, you know, that we were treated any differently by because so I here interacted. Comes that good-looking guy. <laughs> He's here for the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was younger and you know I was interacting with our relatives um but I did move back later on too I took my own family back and we lived there several years so And and what, do you think it it was because of course you guys were in the Air Force and you traveled a lot did you ever come across this cuz some Hawaiians do it um you're not native enough Yes definitely on the Hopi side um you know, because again, we were raised in the Air Force and, and it's hard when you have a mother from one nation and a father from a different, you know, they don't speak, number one, the same mm-hmm. native tongue. And my mother is fluent in Hopi um, and the Hopi are very traditional, mm-hmm. very, very traditional. And so when we first moved back, you know, um, a lot of my cousins uh-huh. would pick on us, you know, and, and yes. they would, you know, they would, you know, try to say something to me in Hopi that I didn't understand. Uh-huh. And so then they would call me, you know, a, a white girl, basically. Wow. So, Isn't it weird? Okay, yeah. so I totally agree. And it, it, it happens. I think in, in any Native uh, uh, culture, it happens because I remember living away on the mainland for a while and going back to Lanai and, and friends or people I knew would be like, you're so howly. <laughs> Yeah. Like, same color like, exactly and so growing yeah. up uh, was it do you think it was a plus I mean I, I think it's always a plus to grow up in two different nations in two different cultures uh, was it for you was it was it a plus for you well that's who I am so yes mm-hmm. um, you know of course when it was hurtful initially because there's a lot of ceremonies that uh, take place on, on, on the Hopi and the Hopi villages mm-hmm. And my grandfather was one of our uh, traditional um, ceremonial wow. leaders mm-hmm. for the village. And we, you know, with my cousins and them used to giving us a hard time and, you know, even other uh, tri- uh, village members, when my brothers would go down, maybe they didn't understand mm-hmm. the language and they all spoke Hopi, you know, in the kivas and stuff and, and at the dances and everything. It took a while. We had to learn, but it was it was um, definitely hurtful. But the one thing that I always remember is my grandfather used to always really fight for us and anybody, any other child who might live off the reservation, you know, that didn't grow up that way. And and I remember him specifically telling us, sitting down one time and telling us um, during one stressful time that. So the Hopi are matrilineal, okay? And, mm. and so we get our clans from our mothers. And so he sat us down and he told us, you're Hopi, your mother's Hopi, that makes you Hopi, your, your mother's son clan, that makes you son clan, don't let anybody else tell you anything different. And and because he was so well respected and so beloved, you know, by us like, and yeah, everybody, af- right, after that, <laughs> I just said, what, you know, and I was in high school at the time. So grandfather, uh, obviously a big man, right? 
uh, because they were the well, no, this was on my Hopi side, oh, so Hopi. he was oh, so a smaller. Kind of, <laughs> so he was actually, so he was actually giving it. No, I know I'm grandfather, but your grandmother is. <laughs> um, elder was so, and and that's what I also love about Native American culture is a lot of respect goes to elders, mm-hmm. right? Just like just like Native Hawaiians, uh, so much respect goes to elders. When you grew up, were were you um, raised more by your grandparents or by your parents? So we were raised by our parents, um, but because we're so, my mother was so, got us involved in our culture, we were always around my grandparents. So we were always there. And like I said, my grandfather um, was a, one of our ceremonial, traditional, um, religious wow. leaders. Um, we always had exposure to that and my grandmother as well and and in high school i would go out and spend the summers at the village the hopi village with my grandparents so yeah what it was it always hard knowing that your your grandfather he was that authority figure and you were his granddaughter and of course the rest of the tribe would listen to him did you ever find times you're like i don't want to listen to you no. <laughs> well, by, when you're by yourself, that's because I remember times where I'm just like, you know, my grandparents would say, this is what you do and this is how you do it. I'm just like, oh, God. But of course, you don't let them see that part. Yeah. Right? Um, well, my grandmother was more the authoritarian than my grandfather uh, uh, because he was usually. a very gentle, quiet man, you know. And so when that's even more spoke, scary. Right. When he spoke, <laughs> you know, it was it was to teach us, uh-huh. you know, not necessarily to discipline us, right. but my grandmother disciplined disciplined us you know yeah Yeah. i I love that about because they're the the soft-spoken ones you know you don't want to upset them but i love it every time an elder speaks it's like i tell people now every time it just it doesn't matter what they're saying there's a lesson in it um a lot a lot of i'm surprised today that a lot of people don't understand um even even basic native american culture reservations right what, how, how would you explain to somebody who didn't know what reservations were? So reservations were established um, by the federal government, not always on traditional homelands mm-hmm. of whatever particular native nation that was. It was mostly um, a way for the federal government to control the various uh, native nations and put them on a piece of land and tell them you know try to acculturize them to anglo society that you know you have to farm Mm. or you have to you know ranch and it's such a weird so they didn't even the the nation didn't even get to pick where their reservation the federal government's like no you're gonna go over there pretty much for the most part you know sometimes they would have a little say you know that these are our traditional homelands which were really vast and they might Uh pick you know a small little portion that they didn't think that the federal government you know needed or was useful to them so that's that's how a lot of the reservations were established for yourself uh of course you were as you say an air force brat did you always have culture within within even even living all over or was there a certain time in your life where you're like okay I need to return and make this so again I was I was pretty young um, when when um, uh, when my father was still in the Air Force but we always knew we were Native American always they never you know tried to say you have to try to live like this uh-huh. or that you know the the larger society that we may have been involved in 
or living in. We never, you know, um, and my because my mother was very uh, traditional, she was raised traditional, she always made sure that we knew who we were, you know, where we came from. One, one tradition that you learned growing up that's prominent that you, you teach to your kids or, or anyone else younger in your family, what's one of them? A tradition, like... We're talking about how we don't whistle at night. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> you don't. You when right. you speak to somebody, you, you, <laughs> because there's a lot of similarities right. that Native Americans, Native Hawaiians have. Like when we speak, yeah, you speak face to face. You don't talk behind somebody. Um, what are th- what are things that we may not know tradition wise? So yeah, I mean, it, it, um, all the time, every day. You know, my grandkids. I actually have custody of of three of mm-hmm. my grandsons, um, at sixteen, fourteen, and then seven and so you know they they always obviously they have to address us with respect you know you always um they call me so which is grandmother and hopi mm-hmm. and they call um their grandfather who's ojibwe you know by by a traditional native american name and so they call their older brothers uh vava which is older brother and then we always um direct them to their younger brothers as Dupko or their mm. older sister as Gaga. So you have to, you know, when you call them, you call them by your relation to them. So, you know, you always remember where you stand right. in that I, I always hierarchy uh, something yeah. else Native Hawaiians do. So uh, you're joining us right now on Culturize. If you want to learn something about it, comment down below. If you're watching us on YouTube, this is Culturize. We're talking traditions, and we have a lot of similar traditions. We're just talking about the hierarchy, where you stand, mm-hmm. right? Um, my brothers and I, it's funny because up until we could, we would we would physically fight each other just to reestablish pecking order. I mean, we knew who was older, who was not, but we would, we would just physically try and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are other things that, that traditionally that you bring in to today in your adult life that you share with your grandkids? Um, maybe things that not a lot of, or people outside of the Native American culture realize? Because a lot of these people think they know Native American culture. Somebody's always one-eighth something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just had that the other day. Or one <laughs> um, Other traditions that are, that are you would say people would be like, whoa, I didn't know that, just Native American or even Hopi for that matter. So hierarchy is one. Yeah, so... Uh... Gosh, so many. Um, right. I'm just trying to think. You uh-huh. know, well, for our, our, on our on our Assiniboine side, um, we dance a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but even on the Hopi side, we dance. And so, again, speaking on the Hopi side, we have clans, and there's certain rules. You know that that you can't. One thing you can't do, like you can't marry another the same clan as you. Uh-huh. So. You know, we try to make sure that we would love to have our uh-huh. grandsons meet and marry a right. Hopi lady because, you know, their blood is getting thinner. So we always make sure that they know, you know, oh, what cl- the first uh-huh. thing you ask is what cl- when you're introducing mm-hmm. yourself to another Hopi person, that's always something that you identify right, ah, off, right the off the bat because that could also mean if they're at the same sun clan, if they're the same clan as you, mm-hmm. That would be your relative, uh, your brother or your sister. So explain that when it so there's there's nations, there's tribes, there's clans. Is that is that how it goes? What what? So within the Hopi tribe, yes, it, they're clans. Mm-hmm. Um, on my Assiniboine side, they don't have clans necessarily. They have bands, mm-hmm. um, and so you know different bands. So within like the Nakoda Nation, they would have different leaders. And so certain people would follow that particular leader and then that would form uh. one band. Um, whereas with uh, clans, it's, it's 
again, it's um, based on your mother. So we're a matrilineal ah. society. So we get our clan from our mother. And so same thing with my grandsons now because they're children of my daughter. Mm -hmm. They're also the same clan as Makes we are. Sense. So they're son clan as well. Because I, I, I do a lot of I, conferences and, and conventions with, with natives. Uh, got one coming up. But I always hear those terms. You know, it's the nation. I come from this nation and this tribe and this clan and this band. And I could never figure out. So it, clan is it's just uh, familial. Yes. Usually. Yes. And then the tribe is and then they ah make, oh, makes sense so i guess i guess if you think about it it's like you get your your surname from your father mm -hmm. um but with the hopi tribe you, we get our clan from our mother wow that's kind of cool yeah <laughs> so it's like nope sorry that's the name you're getting right? <laughs> um right. with this so now that you're in hawaii have you seen uh is is there a big native american population in hawaii that you know you know there, there's a core group um, that I have come to know very well and very mm -hmm. close to, and um, but within that core group, I've been told that there's ten thousand Native Americans in Hawaii, wow. and I'm like, where are they? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> wow. I don't, you know, I don't see. I think a lot, obviously, in the military that come and go mm -hmm. because within right. since, again within the last couple of years. There have been people that have reached out and said, hey, my nephew's there or, hey, you know, my my daughter's there. And, and we have um, because we, now we have um, a group called Oahu Native Nations Organization. Oh, no, with an extra. I N. Like it. <laughs> Hold that thought. We're talking Native Americans in Hawaii. Yes, you've heard about Iroquois Point, but you've heard there's even powwows in Hawaii right here on Culturized. Thanks for joining us. Mahalo for joining us. If you're uh, joining us on YouTube, this is the extended version. Uh, any comments, uh, hit a comment down below. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, legitimizes me and uh, what do you call? Validates my existence. We're talking culture. Dr. Lene Lawrence, thank you so much for making time and being here. Native American culture, uh, not only in general, but in Hawaii. So 10,000, apparently there's 10,000 Native Americans. Um, do they say specifically what kind, or are they just, general, just Native Americans? Just Native Americans in general, or, yeah. Or as, and I'm gonna laugh, or as CNN says, there's something else. else right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but it, it, with that really quick, I have to say though, only Natives can take something that was really terrible and just turn it around. Um, so we're talking about Native Americans in Hawaii. The organization is again? Oahu, mm -hmm. Native Nations Organization. Oh, no. Oh, no. How brilliant is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it took us a long time to come up with this. but And, <laughs> and when you came up with it, did you think, oh, hello? It's right, right there. Right? Yeah, no, there was like 15 minds working on wow. this for, you know, a month or two trying to come up with our new. this. So we're, we're fairly new, but I've uh -huh. been here and I have been the powwow coordinator for the Oahu powwow since 2018 and 2019. Okay, when when we're talking powwow, we're not talking about the one when they go around and, and, and paint murals. Okay, we're, ta we're Native American powwow. How long have they been doing powwows? Because I remember going to some like back in the 90s uh, so, at Magic Island. Yes, so there were, there were actually two um, groups of Native mm. Americans here on the island mm. that had powwows here going back that far from what I understand. And powwow that they have here i mean is it is it it's is a true powwow it's like if you do you go to a powwow here in hawaii and you go to a powwow 
in in Arizona, it'll be very similar or or Montana. Yeah, so um, I can only speak for the years Mm -hmm. that I've been here um, and organized Mm -hmm. a powwow in 2018 and 2019. Um, I've grown up dancing powwow Mm -hmm. um, almost all my life since we returned, Mm -hmm. you know, back to Turtle Island uh, from Guam. so I've been dancing forever and in my eyes. So yeah. so when I took over as a powwow coordinator, I, wow. I made sure that the powwow that was here was representative of the powwows we have back home. And powwow here is, is I always compare it to, it's, it's like the Merry Monarch of Native right. American right. here, sure. right? Um, and your powwow, you have a lot of different nations, a lot of different tribes mm-hmm. uh, attending. And there's some that come not only from Hawaii, but outside of Hawaii. Yes. Yeah, so uh, again, in order to to really have a powwow mm-hmm. that's representative uh, of those that we have mm-hmm. back home, are to have you know bring over the best, the best dancers and most recognized. And so that was the first goal that I had. And our head staff, we have a head man dancer, a head lady dancer. Mm-hmm. We have a, a invited drum group. Um, and then, you know, we have, we'll usually have uh, uh, flag bearers, so, and an MC. So I reached, I reached out to, for the best of the uh, best and invited them yeah. to come for our powwows the last two years. When growing up, is, is it, uh, do you were just groomed to be a dancer or a singer or both? Or a drummer that could you do all? Well, oh yeah, and they do. Well. Yeah. So, um, but it's sometimes it's a little hard to do both if uh-huh. you're a singer right. and a dancer. You know, be, especially when it's time to dance, or you know, there's a lot of contest dancing mm-hmm. that goes on in some of the um, contest yeah. powwows. But there's traditional powwows where there's no contest, but they do exhibitions. So that can get a, it can take some wind to be able to do. Both <laughs> I was going to say, what what in when you as a dancer, certain ones that you do. Uh, dance-wise? So I started out as a fancy women's fancy shawl wow. dancer, and, and I danced that um, for, oh gosh, 20-something years. Um, and then when I started medical school, mm-hmm. it was a little hard to remain, you know, competitive mm-hmm. and in and, and top shape. And so <laughs> I, start, I, I started dancing a different style called the women's jingle dress. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. And so now that I'm back in the golden age category, I'm like, hey, I can go back to fancy shawl. So I've gone back to, but I always did fancy uh-huh. shawl in between there. That's my first style. And did you compete as well? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes. You were, as, as they say, you were on the powwow trail. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explain to us and some people that don't, what exactly is a powwow? The word is thrown around all right. the time. People use it for their own thing. But what, what exactly is it? What does it mean? What is it for? So um, within um, Native American culture, uh, there's ceremony mm-hmm. and then there's social dances. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, but there's always some ceremony in our social dances. Right. Okay. Um, but it, it, not necessarily the other right. way around. Okay. So ceremony always takes place back home mm-hmm. on our homelands um, in our home villages and communities mm-hmm. whereas uh, social dances also take place there um, and they're usually uh, and and one of the most I think um, popular type of social dancing is the powwow dancing because mm-hmm. it's it's um, inner tribal right. so to speak or 
so uh, everybody can pretty much participate um, and most of those occur again in the summer where in their in the home communities where you can dance directly on mother earth nice. but in the winter you know they will have some some powwows as well so it's more of a like i said a social type of uh -huh. dancing but again there's always some ceremonial or you know traditional aspect and of it. can they happen whenever or is are there certain times that you have to have them or so generally it is in the summer uh -huh. um and you know again according to the different native nations like mm. um you know in the winter kind of like the makahiki right, i think exactly. you know period uh -huh. of time where everything is kind of quiet right. where you don't drop. we're just gonna chill yeah yeah pretty much you know you don't necessarily do that but they do they do go into different types of dances mm. um in within the northern plain style of dancing um, they'll do what they call round dances or mm, roundies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, and that's always a lot of fun. So that's kind of the season that we're in right now. Do you see, so I know there's the power watcher and the, com the competitors, and there's some amazing dancers. Uh, do you see when it's a social powwow, non-competitive, do you, do you feel there's still competition when people show up and they're in full regalia and they're just like, oh, look. <laughs> Is this Because it's got to no. have no <laughs> Maybe. I I, I, well, so I have a couple of friends that, that are that are fancy dancers. Oh, okay. And and I Who always, right? <laughs> I, I, uh, on uh, the main, but I always okay. tell them, I said, I said, do you guys walk in, and you like look at other ones and oh, go, yeah. man, look, oh, I should have <laughs> did that. Oh, I should, and, and he like, so they would say yes, but we don't show it. Yeah, <laughs> true, true that you got to be cool. <laughs> so you, so you guys are doing, you guys are doing powwow mm -hmm. in Hawaii. Uh, when is your powwow? So because of the pandemic, um, we haven't set a date for our powwow yet. Uh, we're, we're really brainstorming a lot. Plus, we have to fundraise. And one of our main ways to fundraise uh, would, would be taking part in some of the other events, food events, where we sell Native American tacos and you know, soups. Right, oh, fry bread, man. Native American different <laughs> soups. So we raised a lot of money that way. But um, again, with our new organization, we haven't yeah. been able to really do that yet. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to raise money other ways, kind of, you know, mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Wait, exactly. So, yeah. Because I remember, so the last one was when we actually, the last time I seen you mm -hmm. was the most amazing thing that was I, I we've had at Haola Village in Waianae, but um, uh, the calling of the buffalo. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's a dad that's, that was that ceremonial? So there's, uh, that was a, a Hopi group that mm -hmm. came over, one of our visiting. We do, um, because powwow doesn't represent every native right. nation um, uh, on Turtle Island, mm -hmm. What we try to do is we try to bring other nations in to share their style of social dancing because, you know, everybody thinks powwow, oh, everybody powwows. Right. We don't. You <laughs> yeah. know, Hopis don't generally yeah. powwow. There's a few of us like myself uh. who are, you know, half that do. Um, but there's other types of mm. social dances. So we try to bring in representative groups to share their style of dance. And that was from the Hopi Nation it was social the dance. Most amazing thing I've seen. So if, if uh, you can imagine, uh, there's the drummers and the singers in one area, and they they're basically singing, but they're calling the buffalo. And then imagine there was two or three of them, mm -hmm. and dressed in uh, buffalo skins, and, the, and and they came down dancing. It was the most surreal cultural. It's it was amazing. It really was, and I was so proud of of the group that came. They so what that is again, like I said, we have our social dances. There's a time where the the ladies in the Hopi culture can dance, you know, with their their male relatives, and um, 
they brought the Hopi Buffalo Dancers. It's a social dance, but again, you know, there's a lot of um, ceremonial aspect to that because, you know, they put on the buffalo mm -hmm. um, headdresses and those buffalo have spirits. Um, and so then they brought him to a, a you know a foreign uh -huh. land, and so they had to you know acknowledge that you know mm -hmm. first they had to acknowledge your you know deities mm -hmm. here that were here not to cause any trouble. Mm -hmm. But then before they could dance that social dance at the powwow, they had to call the buffalo mm -hmm. spirits into those headdresses at, you know after their flight overseas and everything. So that's what we did there at Haola. Village. So so what people see is is maybe 20% of everything that goes into that. Mm -hmm. You also had what I was amazed at was the the singers from uh was it the Sioux? You you uh really so, high voice. Yeah, so that was a northern plains style of singing. The southern mm -hmm. plains uh sing a little bit lower, uh -huh. but yeah, they were our host drum that that year. Amazing. Yeah, that's a northern style. So I'm hoping when when this whole when this whole uh vid thing goes away, uh we can powwow again, right? And, uh, and we'll, we'll again Oahu Native Nations, Nations organization. organization. Oh no, just remember Oh no, Oh no, eight oh eight on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You, you want to get <laughs> other Native Americans? Other you want to get in touch? If if you are Native American, uh, comment down below. Get in touch with Dr. Lene Lawrence. Thank you so much uh, for joining and sharing. Uh, we'll, we'll bring you on again soon because uh, learning about it is is. That's what we do. So if you're joining us on Culture Rise, thank you so much. Uh, comment down below. Subscribe to us, our website, culturize.com. Mm -hmm.